You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow a side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews. So let's get started. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Nikayla here with a second check-in for 2017. So time is flying by. It seems like just the other day I was kicking off with the first episode of the year and I was telling you guys about my mindset hacks for 2017. Now I'm back with some updates and progress reports and you guys, I'd love for you to let me know if my updates are helpful and if you want me to check in more often. I get so excited about sharing the stories of my guests that sometimes I forget to pop in here with updates on how my own side hustle is going. So feel free to shoot me an email at hi at sidehustlepro.co or join the Side Hustle Pro community on Facebook and let me know how often you want me to do these updates. So here goes. I am going to break this episode into three main topics. So number one, I want to talk about the lessons I've learned since we last spoke. Number two, I want to share how my 12-week sprint is going. And I talked about that in episode 31, the first of the year. Number three, I will share what I've learned since launching my first online course, Master the Gram. So let's get into it. First up, here are some of the lessons I've learned since the last time we spoke. So I think the key thing that I've really zeroed in on and has been really eye-opening to me these last few weeks, it's basically focusing on the right things. It's so easy to get swept up in things that really don't matter that much. I'll give you an example. So for me, at this phase of my side hustle, I am laser focused on revenue. That said, there are times when I get distracted by things like accolades, for example, and I find myself getting swept up in, in, you know, making sure that Side Hustle Pro has visibility on certain lists or, um, you know, getting um, more coverage and things like that. And it is important for brand awareness for Side Hustle Pro to be mentioned on lists. Like, don't get me wrong, like that is important to the brand, but to a certain extent, like I had to realize and all of us need to, to set these goals, like what does success look like in terms of the initial stage of brand building? Does it look like X amount of followers? Does it look, look like X amount of engagement um, for your followers? And for me, I realized I reached a level where I was very happy with this initial level of brand awareness that Side Hustle Pro was generated. And I really needed to just stay laser focused on the revenue because there are people with honestly less brand awareness that are making more, that are making steady and consistent income. And if my goal for my life is to do that, then I need to stay laser focused on what matters. So instead of getting caught up with like, hey, wait a second, why am I not? What's going on? Like, I keep, I just look at my bank account and I'm like, all right, all right, I get it. Let me stay focused on what my ultimate goal is. And that applies too with, you know, dealing with frustration, um, 
in life or just setbacks, like keep thinking, hey, like, is this really something that I want to get stressed and upset about right now? Is this something that is contributing to my ultimate goal? And if it's not, then you just kind of got to let it roll off your back. And so that was an epiphany that I had these past few weeks that has helped me um, to stay focused and to not get caught up in the small stuff. Another thing I've learned is allow others to help you. So for me, I've always been of the mindset that until I'm making X amount and everyone has a different X, but you know, I had that X identified in my mind and I said, until I was making that consistently each month, I was not going to hire help. That has changed. That mindset has changed in the last few months. I realized that I I've got to a point where I was the bottleneck, aka I was the thing that was keeping myself from succeeding at the level I could be succeeding because if, you know, I was traveling for work or if I had X going on, that meant like the workflow of Side Hustle Pro would suffer. That meant that the outreach that I wanted to do that week might suffer. And I really am tired of that. I realized that The money will come once I have the systems in place. And if it means hiring help to make sure I have adequate systems that is propelling me forward, then I need to make that investment. And I've always been about making investments, usually in things like software, platforms, social media tools, learning courses. But for some reason, hiring starting to hire team members was something that I just deprioritized till, you know, I reached a certain revenue level and I realized that I was kind of backwards in that thinking. There are certain times where you need to invest and start building up your team so you can get to that next level to even make that income goal that you have. So I've shifted my thought process there. Recently, I've begun talks with a producer to who could potentially be handling the editing, the mixing and mastering for these episodes. As you know, that is the part of this process that takes the most time. And I'm at a, I'm at a point in my life where I really want to get these episodes coming out like way, way more oiled system, have it just rolling out each week and hiring help for that will get me to that process. Finally, the next thing I learned this past few weeks, and it's not really like new, but it really just uh, certain events drove it home for me. And that's that feeling frustrated can be a sign you're on the right path. So I've just, I've come to accept that this entrepreneurship journey is a roller coaster, specifically an emotional roller coaster. And if you're feeling like that, if you're out there and you're wondering like, why do I go from these highs where I'm so excited about my idea and I can't wait to jump in and I'm so excited about the impact I'm having to these lows of feeling like, what am I even doing? Where is this going? How in the world am I going to get from where I am now to where I want to be? If you're feeling that way, you are on the right path, my friends. We are on the right path. Like, Take the dips in stride and know it know that just like with a roller coaster, like those dips are a signal that the high is coming next and just ride these waves, know that we're all going through it and that it's 
part of the process. It's part of this whole journey. So those are the lessons I've learned since the last time we spoke. I hope those were as helpful for you as they were for me. Just honing in on things that were holding me back, the focus that I need to have, and also just accepting the feelings and not letting the feelings define my day, define my life, but knowing that it's a part of the process and riding that wave to get through. Now, next up, topic number two for this episode is an update on how my 12-week sprint is going. So for those of you who didn't listen to my last update, that was episode 31, where I did a check-in and told you guys I talked about my plan to break my goals down into 12-week sprints. So basically, I got this idea from episode 10 guest Courtney Sanders of Think and Grow Chick. And the idea is that instead of setting goals for the year, I've written up my goals by month for the next 12 weeks. So now I know and I've plotted out exactly what I need to do in the short term to set me up for the long term. And I'm happy to report that the 12-week sprint is going extremely well. Now, I think I may have piled too much into the month of January, so I had to roll some of those goals over into February and March. But luckily, I left some buffer and some room in February and March, so I'm still on target to meet my sprint goals. And you know, it's called a sprint because you are going really, really hard for 12 weeks to see how much you can accomplish. It's like you're breaking down your year. And it doesn't mean that you're like throwing every single goal for the year into 12 weeks, but you're kind of dividing it out and saying, okay, for these 12 weeks, here's what I want to focus on. And so it truly is a sprint because I'm determined to get in as many of these goals, all of them really, in these next um, 12 weeks to the end of March. And one of the most helpful parts of the 12-week year process is that when I have other ideas pop pop up into my mind as you know, it will inevitably happen. I just remember like, hey, that's not my goal for this sprint. Let's stay focused. And what I do is I write it down to explore in the future. So I think a lot of us are scared to focus on one or two things because we worry about putting all of our eggs into one basket. But the fact is that we have to be willing to do one thing really really well before we can do many things well. And we especially should be known for one thing and doing one thing really well before we try to expand into other territory. So speaking of doing one thing really well, one of the areas for improvement that I was transparent about in my last check-in was the Side Hustle Pro podcast process itself. I realized that I needed a more streamlined system for Side Hustle Pro because at the end of the day, it's the foundation of what I do. It is one thing I want to be known and trusted for. And the content I create on Side Hustle Pro is driven by a mission. I want to empower more Black women entrepreneurs and therefore I can't let anything slip, you know, I can't let it go through the cracks by having a loose and unorganized process. I realized that I was open about that. And so I sat down and I mapped out my workflow even more. Last time I mentioned that I have a workflow, it was kind of outlined, but I mapped it out and got really, really granular about it. So for example, 
I drafted every single email in the sequence of reaching out to guests to, so everything from that first initial outreach, like, will you be a guest on the show all the way through the follow-up thank you note. I mapped out and realized that there are a sequence of at minimum six emails that go back and forth between me and my guests. And I did this so I won't be tempted to procrastinate and drop the ball and not get back to my tech, my guests in a timely manner. I know that for every response, all right, this is the next step. This I have the email for that. I copy and paste, tweak it, of course, to their exact um, details, but it makes sure that the ball keeps rolling. In full transparency, I'm still working to have a longer lead time again on episodes. I used to have this, then I took an extended holiday break from recording. So I am happy to report that Super Tuesdays, that's when I used to like spend almost up to one in the morning just working on the episode. A large part of that was because of the editing stuff, but Super Tuesdays will soon be a thing of the past due to the systems I'm putting into place and the help that I'll soon be getting, as I mentioned before, hiring that producer. So overall, I'm continuing to feel the positive effects of breaking my year down into this 12-week sprint. Um, most of all, I feel very disciplined in my attention to this quarter's goals. And again, we will talk at the end of March for a full report on how it went. So on to my third topic of this episode, and I it's basically I want to get into what I've learned from launching my very first online course and tips for creating your own course. So in December of 2016, I hosted my first webinar for Side Hustle Pro. It was called Get the Gram. And then subsequently, I created the full online course Master the Gram, which kicked off on January in January. Now, here's what I've learned from this whole process. Number one, I mentioned last time, it's worth repeating because it's so important and it's something that I struggled with until I just finally put my foot down and did it. And the number one thing I've learned is that there's nothing wrong with selling if you're providing value. You don't have to feel icky or weird or nervous to sell when you have value to share with the world. And especially when you're providing value beyond what you're charging, you know, that's a first timers newbies trick that I would recommend. It's an easier process because you know, without a doubt that you're going to bring it to the table, that people will get value from this. And you're not as nervous to put out that first product. Um, I think it's so important for many of us to package our expertise into a course. It was a very rewarding process for me, very eye-opening process as well. Um, and so that's what I've been doing with the Master of the Gram course. I have, of course, also learned that Google Drive, spreadsheets, and Google Docs are your friend. Literally map out as much as you can. Map out the email sequences. Map out the marketing sequence. Um, this is something I was doing as I was creating the content. So this first pass, I would say that it wasn't as like, you know, boom, 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 lined up as I want it to be. But again, it was a learning experience and things don't have to be perfect the first time you do things. The most important thing is that you do it. And so I've learned a lot. So the next time I um, do a new launch of the course, it will be that much better. 
I've also learned, and this is the tip for those of you who want to create your own online course, um, I've learned that Teachable is an amazing platform. So initially, I when I threw up, you know, a quick sales page, I did it on Samcart, which is basically just a, a platform to sell. It's a e-commerce platform, but I soon learned that it was because it was just sales, I would have to make my students register all over again on the Teachable platform once I actually set up the course on Teachable. So rookie mistake. Now I have transferred everything over to Teachable. So both sales and content live directly on Teachable. Um, by the way, I am not sponsored by Teachable. As you can see, I don't have any sponsors yet on the episode. So um, I... I'm just saying this out of purely what I'm using. If you sign up for Master the Gram, you'll see that we're on Teachable. The next thing that I learned from this process is make time to talk to your students one-on-one. Don't just put the content out there, take people's money and run. No, you want to be as interactive as possible, learning what your students' pain points are, learning how they're responding to the content as you they go through it. So I found that truly knowing what people are struggling with helps me to see firsthand how my content can help. And it also helps me to refine that content to support them even more with their goals. Um, I learn as much from them, you know, just talking to them as they're probably learning from me. And that helps me to make, continue to make the program even better. Another thing that um, I just want to emphasize is overall, the first steps that you really need to get started are to outline what you want to teach. Outline everything that you want to share into the world. Try to break that information down into chapters in a way, like what's the f- the first most important thing that you want to get out there. Break it down into chapters that way, going by the most important to the next to the next, and then structure it in a way that will make people be, you know, structured in a way so that people can take the steps to incrementally get to the place where you want them to get to. Now, I will say that this process has also taught me that when you put content out there, it's so, so important to remember that people are going to learn at their own pace. Even if it's a four-week program, Everyone who buys your course is not going to go through it in four weeks straight. They won't even go through it in eight weeks straight. So you have to be prepared to support people at all different paces because everyone's different. Everyone will come back to the coursework at different points in time in their business because everyone's at different phases. Some might just be starting out. Some might be almost there and your course is just what they need to push them to that next level. So it's been really eye-opening, as I said, and I have some great new um, rebrand stuff to do. Well, not really rebrand, but I have some great new ideas to infuse into the program that I can't wait to share with you guys in the coming weeks. And uh, if you have any questions about that process, the tools and the resources that I use, feel free to, again, hit me up at hi at sidehustlepro.co or join us over on Facebook in the Side Hustle Pro community. We can talk more about it there. So for now, that's the latest in my Side Hustle Diary, y'all. Tune in next time to hear more progress reports and epiphanies on this journey called 
entrepreneurship. And there you have it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at Side Hustle Pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.